Welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're talking about Matthew's chapter 9. We're going to try to pick up where we left off from last time. But before we get started on that, I'd like to go ahead and say a little prayer. Lord, Father in heaven, please hear my prayer. Please help us to truly understand your word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, to guide us, to comfort us, to redirect us, and to conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, I'm glad you returned to the podcast. Uh, last time we were talking in, in Matthew chapter 9, and we were talking about when verse 9 from chapter 9, and Jesus passed forth there and he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of customs or the tax office. And he said to him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass as Jesus sat at meat in a house, Behold, many publicans, tax, tax collectors, and sinners came and sat down with him and him, and him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, Why eat your master with tax collectors and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said to them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go you and learn what that means, and I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but to call the sinners to repentance. So what he's saying is, you know, he's he he's there with the sinners and lost people because those are the people that he came to, to save. You know, some people, when they're first born, God talks to their heart. And they, they know who God is from right from the get-go. And they dedicate their whole life from the beginning of their life to the end of their life to God because that's how understanding and acceptable they are to God. They just love God. And so there are those people who are very rare, rare. The rest of us are, you know, our self-will gets in the way of our servitude to God. But there's truly people out there who, who there's, their motivating power is the will of God. And some people that are like that, you know, they're going to be just fine because they have salvation in their heart because they have an understanding of who Jesus is and what Jesus is asking them to be. It's kind of like the parents. Some parents, you know, have children that are, are, are really wise and smart and can take care of themselves. And there's other children that are, you know, just messing up all the time and always getting in, in trouble and stuff like that. So they put most of their attention on the one that's messing up because they're trying to get him straightened out. And the one that's already got his head on straight, they don't really have to worry too much about him because he's going to take him take care of himself and everything will work himself out. Same way here. God knows the people that are, are lost in themselves and God knows the people that are or, or dedicated to him in heart. And he's really coming after the ones that are lost in themselves because he knows that the ones that are dedicated in their heart to him will come to him. Everything will have fullness in time, and they will, they'll mature in grace and knowledge and understanding and, and have that relationship with God. Those are rare people, very rare. Most of us are just uh, lost in ourselves, like I said. But he says, tell them, go learn what that means, and I'll have mercy, and I'll not sacrifice, for I'm not come to call the righteous, but the sinners to repentance. 
And he's talking. He first remember he first came to the Jewish people with this uh, offer offer of, of repentance, and then he came then came to him the disciples of John. So John had some disciples that came to him saying, "Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples fast not?" And Jesus said to them, "Can the children of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them?" But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall uh, fast then. So he's saying, you know, as long as he's here with us, you know, we could we should celebrate and rejoice because the the Christ, the Lord, the Messiah is here among us. But there's a day coming where he's going to be taken from us, and we won't see him. And then every generation after that, we're faith by by no sight. We're we're in the days where. We're, we're, we're fasting because we don't have Christ with us. It says, uh, no, man put, no, no man puts a piece of new cloth onto an old garment for, what, for that which is put in to fill it takes up from the old garment and the rent is made worse or the tear is made worse. You know, that's kind of like a, a mer- metaphorically speaking, you know. If you're going to continue on with your old life, and, and continue on with your old life, and you try to put the Word of God in there, then it's it's not going to work out for you. <clears throat> you have to rededicate your life to God and with a new understanding in a new way. That's kind of like putting the new bottles in the new wines. Like you, I'll continue. Either do men put new wine into old bottles, or else the bottle breaks and the new wine runs out and the bottle perishes. But they put new wine into new bottles, so both are preserved. So, you know, when you come to Christ and you get that message of salvation or that that uh, gospel, and you get your salvation, and you get a new heart and a new body, and or you get a new heart, a new mind, a new understanding, then you're becoming a new bottle so you can put the new wine in it so you'll be able to preserve it. While he spoke these things to them, behold... There came a certain ruler who worshipped him, saying, My daughter is now dead, but come lay your hands upon her and save her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years old, a twelve-year-old, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said within herself, she was thinking this in herself, she said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. But when Jesus turned about him, and when he saw her, he said to her, Daughter, be of good comfort, for your faith has made you whole. See, isn't that amazing? Jesus is walking down the street. This little girl's running up behind him. In in her head, she knows that all she has to do, this is how powerful her faith was, all she has to do is touch the hem of his garment and she'll be restored. And Jesus turned around and said, Daughter, you don't even have to do that. Your faith has made you whole. Just like he says, if, if you have a faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. If your faith is strong in Christ, you're unstoppable. Unstoppable. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house, he saw the the flute players and people making noise. So they've already got gathered. I guess back in those days, 
when someone died, they'd get out the band and the uh, people were playing and then playing sad songs or something like that, you know, and everybody's mourning and crying. So all this is going on when Jesus walks in. They've already got the band going. And he says to them, give place, make room. For the maid is not dead, but sleeps. Her spirit was asleep. See, before Christ made his offer and gave his body on the cross, you know, the souls, you know, I think they they were asleep. They were sleeping themselves or sleep somewhere. But when Christ came, he was able to wake her spirit up. And they laughed him to scorn. But when the people were put out and he went in, he took her by the hand and the maid arose. And the fame hereof of the things that he did went abroad into all the land. And when Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, crying, saying, You son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was coming into the house, the blind man came to him and said to him, and, and Jesus said to them, Believe you I'm able to do this thing? And they say, Yea, Lord, we are. And he touched their eyes and saying, According to your faith, be it to you. And their eyes were open. And Jesus strictly told them, saying, See that no man knoweth. See, because he didn't want his fame to get over his popularity to increase to a point where he's not going to be able to go into the cities and to the towns and to be able to do the things that he needs to do. So he's kind of trying to do it on the, on the lowdown. But they... When they had departed, spread abroad his fame into all the country. So they went out and told everybody, Hey man, look, I just got my sight back. The guy Jesus over there from Galilee is the one who gave my sight back. And when they went out, and behold, they brought to him, uh, when, he finally, when he finally stepped out of the house from um, the girl coming back alive, he said, uh, where was I? And when, he, and when they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with a devil, so a mute man, a dumb man means mute. He was unable to speak, but he was possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out of the mute man, he spoke. And the multitudes marveled, saying, "Is it? It was never so seen in Israel. They never seen anything like this before in Israel." But the Pharisees said, "He cast out devils through the prince of devils." And then Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sick and every disease among the people. So he was out there actually physically fulfilling prophecy and scripture. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. Pray you, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. So that that's pretty much where we're at as Christians. You know, you're the you're the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, it needs to be harvested. He's sending laborers out there into the field to harvest the people that are looking for God. And so as Christians, that's your job to go out there and help other Christians find their path back to God. Or help people find their path to God. 
So that's why, you know, it's good to share the podcast with people so people can find. And, you know, you could do your part, too. All you have to do is tell people about the podcast. I'll do the rest. I'll, I'll do all the talking. You just have to point them the way. If you're nervous about share, sharing the podcast, you know, or, or don't want to share the podcast, then, you know, you're denying Jesus. And, you know, denying Jesus means, you know, you, people say, you're a Christian. No, I'm not a Christian. Well, that's a denying Jesus. But the lifestyle that you live, every day that you live a life and you deny Jesus in your lifestyle, then you're denying Jesus that way too. So there's other ways to deny Jesus by just audibly saying, I don't believe in Jesus. So you got to remember that. Okay, so that brings us to the end of the podcast. I come to the end. Where's my paper? Okay, I got a call to action. Uh, sign up for the prayer list today. And if you'd like, I have a sticker. Leave me an email with your mail address. I'll send you a sticker. And I'd also like you to start your own prayer list. Write out names of people that you care about and people that you love. And uh, start praying for those people. Okay, I'd like to go ahead and say our prayer of salvation for those people who like to turn their life over to Jesus Christ. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for all my sins. Wash me clean to give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And remember, you got to have a repentative heart and a repentative life. Repent means to turn away from or to feel sorry about something that you did. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Uh, no, I didn't forget. That was chapter 10. Chapter 10, we're going to talk about uh, Jesus' uh, com great commission to the apostles. And I printed out some paperwork on the apostles and how they died and the way they died. So uh, that's going to be pretty interesting. I thought that was going to be this episode, but I forgot I didn't finish uh, verse or chapter 9. So now that we finished chapter 9, we're going to be working in 10 next time we get together. Okay, so like I said, uh, make sure you do the prayer list. Uh, we did the prayer of salvation. Oh, and I... I invite you to church, Facebook Live, Sunday morning, 11 Central Standard Time, and again, 6 Thursday, Sunday night, and again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you do come, would you put it in the comment section at your front podcast? Okay, I'm asking if you'd like to donate to the church, South Heights Baptist Church. There's now a donate link on the website, godspathwaytolife.faith. There's a clickable link in a detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we are all strangers too, but he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.